That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? Well, hey everybody, we're back for another uh, fun-filled episode of That L Word Podcast. Um, it's going to be an amazing day. It's going to be an amazing day because every day is always amazing here. And every episode, we're going to learn something. And I know that this subject that we're going to talk about today is something that, that comes up uh, very frequently when I'm speaking um, to the corporate world, um, when it talks about skills in general. Like, what, what, how do we bring value to our environment? How do we bring value to the those around us? And, like, what does that look like? And, in a lot of conversations I've had with people, we always say, well, we need to work on their soft skills. Yeah, it's like the buzzword lately. <laughs> soft skills, soft skills, soft skills. Like, what is it? What is, and so we decided to talk about this today because both of us, are, we, you know, as we did research regarding uh, soft skills, what we did agree on is like everyone has a different kind of understanding of what they are or, or how they use them. Yeah, and I, I Googled it, and I know you did as well, and there's there's a bunch of different definitions out there, but the one that I kind of came up with or liked the most, I guess, is how you work and your abilities to relate to other people. When I think of soft skills, I think of just human skills, like being a human, being a good human. Relationship building or, or being a good friend or, or being a good listener, Um and listening not only with your ears, but with your eyes. Hey, listening with your heart. Listening with your, oh, you threw me, okay, I we're, wasn't ready. We're going there. <laughs> we're going quick, man. I wasn't ready. No, that that, that makes total sense, right? It's, it's so, you know, when, for me, before I did any research, like when I, when I, when I think about soft skills, it was always those more physical, emotional type things. And it wasn't just like, oh, you look at some hard skills, like, you may be able to speak a certain language or a certain process or something like that. Like, yeah, it's more that, more tangible in right. that you know, hey, I'm a I'm a great uh, welder. Like that's you know, that's but the hard skill. That's Correct. the hard skill. Correct. But then the soft skill is being able to relate to the people. Work with other welders on your team. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's it's not we. What I love about this podcast is, and what I love about leadership in general is, that most people think that, oh, it's it's only I got to be this person at work, or I had to learn these things for work. But just soft skills, just like any other skills, all the other things that we discuss in the podcast, it's about how do we be better human beings, right? Because if you're, because if you increase the value, if you increase your soft skills in the workplace, you increase your soft skills at home, um, in public. Uh, and you're able to read the world and experience it on a different level and bring value to those that are in your circle or not in your circle, actually. 100%. Because if you – let's let's stick with the welding example, I guess. I don't know why that popped into my head, right? Because <laughs> that is random. As it hell is me. random, I don't yeah. weld. I don't know if you weld. No, I don't. <laughs> but I think it's kind of cool. So if you're if you're a welder – you bring that skill set to work and maybe you weld something for your friends on, you know, the weekend or helps uh, help a buddy out or something. But if you, if you increase that soft skill set, that's all the time. Like you said, that's with your family. That's with your friends. That's with the person at the grocery store. It's everybody all the time. That, when you look at some of the, the diagrams, when they talk about soft skills and you list them off, it's, 
It's, it basically looks like a, a life coaching checklist, right, that you can use on yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And so if we list, if you list the, the, the soft skills that you know and then list the things that you think are soft skills that you, you want to learn and you worked on, just the list, those, you know, maybe a list of five or ten at the most. Uh, I say I'm going to go, let's go five at the most because, you know, too much is hard for people to work through. You find out, like, that, you become a better person, right? You become uh, one of the big soft skills that I know I talk to a lot of people about is uh, time management, and I talk. I call it time budgeting. I like time budgeting. Um, I like that. More. Um, and because it's like just like a, a regular budget, but that's a soft skill, and it's crazy how many people don't have that skill. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know, if you have a teenager, you know, right. Uh, it's it's one of those like, hey, what time do you have to be there? Oh, I have to be there at eight. Okay, well it's it's seven fifty three. I know, but it only takes me three and a half minutes to get there. I'm like, oh. And you thinking uh, okay. you thinking as the adult that you know they late they've been late their whole teenage life when they go they start working in the, in the real world um, that that's that's what they're going to think and that's how they're going to be and it's 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 the the level. That you start learning these is very young, right? I mean, I learned time management from my father when I was in high school. Creativity from my mother. Um, you know, you can, you know, simple words. You can do anything, right? You can build that. You can draw, draw that. You can be the president of the United States. You know, um, these soft skills are started very early for many of us. Uh, some people, you know, unfortunately don't. You know, they don't sometimes don't get exposed to it, but they exist in our in our worlds. Well, and to that fact, I think some of it then you're you're naturally predisposed based on how you're brought up, which is which is interesting because, you know, using the teenagers as an example for us being in the military, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. Right. But then you've got a teenager who's, you know, just living normal teenage kind of stuff where they're everything's down to that last second. But then. They evolve out of that at some point, most, right? As they as mm-hmm, they move mm-hmm. into adulthood. So, how how do we how and when or where do we evolve these soft skills as we grow? When we have to, I mean, because yeah. when you say that, right? When you talk about it, when we talk about the the kids, when it comes to soft skills, all the things that they don't do that we wish they would do, right? But when do they start doing them? When you know, it's when we force them to be more independent. And we put them in a place where that skill is is very valuable for whatever they're going to do in the workplace. Um, you know, when it, you start telling them, you know, when they get their first job, that's when time management becomes like, well, if you don't make it here this time, then you get fired. Right? I think that's where the, you know, before I even joined the military, I was always early. Like, because my, my dad would tell me, you know, he, he, he was – he had a military mindset. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't in the military. He was in ROTC, but he would always say, "If, if you, you know, if if you're on time, you're late. late. Yep. Right. And so that's what he always taught me. He said, "So always be early." So I was doing that before I went in. It was that that skill um, that some people were forced to learn because that's the only way you're going to adapt to the environment that you're in. Um, or when you start really feeling out who you are and who you want to be. I think probably they both probably go hand in hand, and you're able to say, "Okay, I need to be able to do this to function in this area of my life." 
Yeah. Well, and that brings up an interesting point uh, talking about time management. So there's the, you know, kind of the, Hey, if you're not early, you're late kind of thing. And the, the more tangible, hard stuff that we associate with time management. What about the flip side of that? When you're managing time for yourself, how many of us, especially leaders fail to time manage for ourselves? All of us. All of us. Because we're so busy. We're so laser focused on what are they doing? How are they doing it? Are they going to be where they need to be? And then you, you realize that you forgot about something or something didn't get done or um, you had you had more you, you have less time than you thought you had mm-hmm. because you didn't equate that you were going to be focusing on them. So is it safe to say that a critical soft skill is self-time management in that? And by that, I mean you're allotting time for yourself putting your oxygen mask on before you put somebody else's on, like recharging your batteries. I think that's something that I know I see with a lot of my clients they fail to do is a lot time for themselves Mm. to recharge and refit so they can be the best version of themselves when they get back in, either for their family or for the office. But I I, I agree. And the other thing about it is, is that, with the soft skills, I don't think you can teach them if you don't understand them or have been through them yourself, right? And so with that, like, time has always been a thing for me, so that's, like, one of my pet peeves. So I'm good at being able to help people with it. I think that the soft skills that we've spent the most time at or time in as individuals is the the one that we can teach the most, that, that we, we focus on the most, like um, – work ethic and things like that. These are the skills. I don't know. I guess would you describe a soft skill as something that soft skill. I mean, when I say the word, it's like, I I think it's like something that you were not directly taught. I was just going to say something you couldn't be taught in school or in college. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't figure out how how to word it. Right. But it's not that it's a, we're going to learn time management today, class. Right. That is not ever going to – I don't th- I don't think that's a thing. I mean, I should hire a consultant to talk about time management. What about – it's something that – you know, we talked about parental guidance. That's definitely mm-hmm. a, a way. But going back to a previous episode, what about mentorship? Mentors are good teachers of soft skill. I think that's exactly what they do, though. I mean, especially as we have um, – we have, as when I was growing up, I had a mentor. I had a mentor even when I was, you know, in high school. I think that was the, the earliest age that I had one. And they're there to bring, give you the values that you're missing. Yeah. Right. They, because they're, they're, they're coming at it from a different perspective mm-hmm. and will talk to you about the good things you're doing and the things that you could grow, the areas you can grow. So using time management as an example, if you're one of these people who's chronically late and you've got a solid mentor, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to pull you in and say, hey, you know, you w- that's not a good WCF. look when you're late. <laughs> right. 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 And so, they explain to you why. And they explain to you not only that this is wrong, this is why it's wrong, and this is how you can do it better. Yeah. And you were, and the key part is with the, the, the mentor side of it is that you respect what they have to say. You know, um, because they know you on a more personal level. Yeah, I think that's I'd never thought about that until this moment that I think mentors play a huge role in teaching soft skills. Well, I think that we are. So so I would ask, are, are we focusing on soft skills as adults 
speak more because we didn't focus on them. You know, so, so not again. Not everybody was exposed to them. So are we really? Or are those the people that are, are lacking in the soft skills? Is that the majority of the people that 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 are like say, oh, we got to learn more soft skills. I got to increase my interpersonal skills. Like, did they lack it before, or did are they realizing that they need to improve, or or, or it's more valuable than they thought? Does it that might make be, sense? Yeah, yeah, it might be both. To be honest, maybe you you didn't grow up in a house where time management was a big deal, right? So then when you get into the the working world, you've got to learn it. Or maybe you grew up in a house where vulnerability, which is another soft skill we'll definitely talk about, was taboo. You know, as, as, a, as uh, young boys, you you don't cry, you don't show emotion, you don't do all these things. I wouldn't talk that at all. That's, yes. that's my point. So then as we get into adulthood and, and this maturation process, you do have to learn that. Um, depending on, on the environment you're in, you know, maybe you, you, there's some things that you never need to learn because you're just not in those environments, but in the environments that we tend to talk about, especially on this podcast, if I didn't learn vulnerability as a child because of the, the environment that I was raised in, but it's important as an adult, then that's something that a mentor is probably going to help me out with because people are not... I think most people are not going to have the epiphany on their own of, wow, I need to be more vulnerable. And I would say 99.9% of people. I mean, it's some, when you say on your own, it's like you just figured it out. It's usually something prompting you, someone prompting you, a situation prompting you. Like you may have experienced the feeling alone, but it was the environment that created the, the pathway to say, for you to recognize that this needed work right. or I'm missing this part. Um, and that's if you don't play the victim, because a lot of times when something happens, those, mm-hmm. those moments, those sentinel event where somebody would, should say, wow, I, I need to be more vulnerable. A lot of times the defense mechanism is, well, that's not my fault. This happened to me. Yeah. Teamwork. <laughs> so it's a lot of, that, that's an opening statement though. Like if you, if, if we go back to it, it's like. They use it as a crutch, mm-hmm. right? Um, I didn't, or I didn't have, or I, and I, I mean that's probably the, the, one of a very distinct sign of that you need to you know work on these areas. Um, but most of the time in society, we don't do things that way. Like we don't, we may know we need something, but if it's not detrimental to our health, we don't make the change because they don't want to admit that there's right growth needed. Right. Or they're afraid to do the work. There, you know, there's fear in not wanting to do the work, or the effort that is required to be better at that. In time management, again, right? To to be better at time management needs means I need to wake up earlier, uh, to to get ready and not be doing my makeup in the car, or you know, all these other things. But that requires effort. So, out of the soft skills that you have read or know, like what are like the the the, the top three? For you, like what? What does that look like? Are there specific ones that? And I, I guess the top. And I, when I say top three, I mean not the ones you just you you help other people with, but like one thing that are, are your pet peeves. That would be your pet peeves, soft skills. Like what? What? What would they be? I think emotional intelligence, interpersonal skills, being able to relate human to human, is a big one for me. 
because I see a lot of people that have a hard time relating to other people or they're only concerned with themselves and not what, you know, not what's going on with other people uh, or what's going on in the other person's life. They don't listen well. I think listening is, communication. A, is yeah, yeah. It, you know, that's <clears throat> listening. Of course, I've said it a thousand times. If I've said it once on this podcast, listening Truth is don't the foundation. Change. Yeah. It's the foundation <laughs> of, of communication and um, which is, when you've got a breakdown in communication, you've got, you know, everything starts to crumble for there. So I would say listening is another huge soft skill that a lot of people are lacking in and need to work to be better at. So how do you like, how do you teach that then? Like how? I th- the, the first piece is recognizing that you are not a great listener. Using that as an example. That might be, I think out of all the stuff that we talk about, like, the soft, you know, we look at the soft skills, and I think all of them, may, all of them actually may connect to communication. If you if, if you look at a list of soft skills you may write down, or you go Google it, however you want to look at it, like look at them. Like if you got a list, like yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking at mine here. So we don't got, they all connect? They they do to some degree, yeah, because you've got adaptability, which means you need to be able to listen, mm-hmm. right? To you openness, especially to feedback, that's listening. Growth mindset, that's right. listening. Being a team player uh, and teamwork, that's listening. Transparency, that's, I don't know, that definitely communication. That's, that's communication, right? Yeah, we talk, for we're sure. not talking about just listening, we're talking about communication. Right. So trans, transparency is like just being open, mm-hmm. being vulnerable. Like, how do, you, how do you portray your actions or your words to others to describe what you're, what you're feeling or what you're going through? That's the communication piece. Yep, yep. Um, Emotional intelligence, there's a ton of communication there, both self-communication yes, as yes. well. It's more self-communication than anything else. And, you know, I think I've mentioned before, I do the EQI 2.0 assessments, which is emotional intelligence. And providing that feedback to clients is eye-opening many times. Today, I was, you know, I'm glad that we, we brought – because what I was – when we were driving down here, what I was thinking about is – because we talk – we – we talk about 360s. We talk about all these different scenarios. And, like, that's because, you know, the key is, like, to educate people on how we can help them, uh, how they can help themselves, you know, the tools that we've used. How – explain that that tool that you use and how would it benefit some organization that soft skills were not, you know, a very big thing or something they needed to work on. Are you talking about the assessment itself? That was the EQI. The, the EQI, right? Yeah. So it's an assessment. You know, one of the personality assessments, but it focuses on emotional intelligence, and really what it does is it's looking for gaps or imbalances between, say, like your emotionally self-aware and then your perception of reality, and it looks for the. That's they, deep, bro. Yeah, and, and so they, <laughs> this is for corporate work. <laughs> they they look at the the imbalance. It shows the report shows the imbalance if you've got a gap there, and then that opens the conversation with the client, uh, you know, of how they how they perceive themselves or compared to how they perceive what's going on around them, and then we can use it in a team setting where it will match all of the let's say a, a C suite team. It will show all of their their um, emotional intelligence scores on each of the different levels compared to people in their industry. And then it 
it shows the gaps between not by person, right? But it'll show you, hey, you've got a member on your team who's extremely low or did not score very highly in this area, whereas the majority of your team is all grouped over here. And when you are able to look at that, then you can have that team discussion about what that means um, for what's going on within the organization. So you're saying that 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 would be that, – because it, it almost – uh, well, I, I envision this saying like you got this group of people that are, that fall on this and this one umbrella. You got this one person over here, and you probably could have a conversation with the the leader, the the, the supervisor, or they're like, yeah, he. You you start to look back and, and uh, deconstruct it, and you can start to see like, yeah, this is the things that you've missed up until this point that have already said these things that the, the assessment says, but we overlooked them. Right, those skills, those emotional skills, and things like that. He's like, well, he's always been that guy. He's always been a loner, or the words that we we use to, to define people because they don't have um, the emotional intelligence, the soft skills that everyone else does, or ones that we. Because you have your three, or our list, right? But does every everybody's not going to have them? So does not having them mean you can't function in in a workplace no and and they're all skills and and to be clear the report would not show you hey morgan's the outlier right it just shows that so is it is it random or no no it's not random what i'm saying is if you're doing a group of people it doesn't show who the outlier is it just shows that there is an outlier in the group right okay so that they can see we've got somebody within our group who in this specific realm is 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 separate from everybody else or is not as strong in this skill set as everybody else. So is it like anonymous that y'all do this? It's each of the each of the reports you do with the individual person. Okay. And then you have a debrief so they know what they're Oh, I got you. So I would debrief I you and then we bring the whole team together if you're doing a team debrief and then you bring the whole team together and it compiles all of their stuff to show them as a team how they're showing and a up. generalization of those, say, five people uh, will go back to the whole. Not, and it's not saying like, hey, Susie did this or Chuck right. did this. Yeah. It's like this is what you all are not doing or you all are doing well. Uh, it's, it's, it's vice versa. Like, okay, I think that we need to work on these soft skills, boom, 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 because this will be better for the team. Right. And it, it that's what the, the report really does is it shows you the areas that you can grow. And it, again, by showing you the imbalances between specific areas in within the emotional intelligence spectrum. So, so when you went into the uh, organization and they said they want to say the, the employer wants to increase the soft skills w- within there, I guess you identify what the soft skills are that they want that they want to see. With, or does it matter? Or do you or with the assessment will it will it put 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 enough information in front of you? Where you'll decide for them, this is the things that are that are better set for your team, your group, your organization that you need to work on. It really just opens the conversation. Okay, or and communication. I, I, yeah, communication. Get right. <laughs> I call it session fodder if it's with an individual person, because right. when you get your report, whether it's Tilt or EQI or Forte or any of the you know DISC, all the different reports that are out there. There's a lot in there where, you know, and I always hear people say, wow, this thing nailed me, right? Regardless of the report Mm -hmm. you take, wow, this thing really nailed me. Okay, awesome. Well, as you're looking at that report, what resonated with you? Okay, well, it says that I'm X, Y, Z. Okay, that that resonated, that made sense. What stood out to you? 
And sometimes they'll say, well, this didn't make sense to me. Okay, well, is that something that you want to explore? No, I just, you know, I don't, I didn't agree with it. I don't think that's me. Okay, that's, that's fair. But there are other times when they say, this really resonated with me or this stood out. And it's something that I was pretending not to know. It's something that I was not ready to admit to myself. And they see it in the report and they say, okay, that's true. If I'm really going to be honest with myself and my coach, that's true. And this is something that I, this is an area that I want to grow. And boom, you're off to the races in that session. That's why I call it session fodder, right? So those reports, that's really where they're useful, in my opinion, is they, they tell you a lot of what you already know, but they will point out the areas where they're either blind spots or they're areas, potential areas for growth in that everybody else sees you as, um, I don't know, a, a great networker. Mm-hmm. But you scored yourself super low in the networking area. But your report came out showing that you don't consider yourself that way. That's a great conversation to have. When you say, wow, you know, in the report here, it shows that this is a gap. Everybody sees you as very outgoing. Could be another, it could be an internal in, issue within it, the individual, which is preventing the team from working together. Any number of things. Any number of things. And, you know, so I've, I've got uh, three assessments that I use, and they all have a different flavor. You know, emotional intelligence is definitely very singularly focused on the person, and you can bring it into the group and do 360s with it and all that. Um, but it's, it is a great tool especially if you've got a, uh, an executive or a leader, somebody who is not very emotionally aware and they're trying to become better at soft mm-hmm. skills. Emotional intelligence is one of those things that you can, you can build those skills. You just have to first identify them. It's no different than going to the gym. If you say, wow, I want bigger arms, mm-hmm. you have to identify that your arms so you is not as big as you arms. want, yeah. and so then you go in there and you get on the arm machine, right? And that's, that's where those tools come in. Are there any assessments or that are directly like targeted for soft skills? Like how how do you? I guess the question that I'm trying to really get to is like how do you find out that a person doesn't? Because I guess it's like if I say you don't have a certain soft skills, that's just because of what my experiences are. But is it true? It's as true as it it belongs within that context. So if you tell me that my time management sucks, that's your experience with me. So if you're my employer and I'm not showing up on time, then that's, that's objective, right? And Correct. I need to manage my time better. But if you're a parent telling your kid that their time management sucks, it could be subjective if they're showing up on time every place. They're just not showing up as early as you would like them to show up. Okay. So let me change this out real quick. So we, that's all right. Our audio is still good, right? Yeah. Okay. <coughs> and we're just going to cut out this part, obviously. I think the mentor piece is good. Dude, yeah, you guys are getting a lot of good little bits about EQ, emotional intelligence, assessment, soft skills. I'd never thought about that. What? Like mentor being the, the real connection the to soft skills. Yeah. Really good 
connection. I was like, wow. It's got to be something. Like, it's got to be something. Like, I mean, it, it. Yes, it's the mentor part, but like, a lot. When we look at it, we we almost look at it as like the thing that we should already have. Save that because I think that's a good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I look at it, when you say oh, I don't have soft skills, and or people should, because it's almost like a judgment. Like, right, why don't you know? How to, do it? Yeah. yeah. Where were we? We were at a, a natural stopping point, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But what I was thinking is like when we're trying to evaluate, you know, we were just talking about how we do we find out like what skills they need and you know, mentorship is the, the but we still have this judgment of what what soft skills should look like. Like why is it here? Um and many times when people are asking, they say we would need to work on this or how do we improve our soft skills? It's because they we have this this mental picture of what it should be and it may not be what it is for us and not a lot of people don't everybody learns it differently right you just talked about the mentor piece and well what I, what I see from that is like there has to be a connector somewhere and that has everything to do with different life experiences like it just doesn't it just doesn't happen yeah soft skills are so nebulous um I think it's a natural maturing process that you develop more, more and better soft skills throughout your life. But then I also think of people that I've encountered that are in their sixties and they're horrible with people. They have zero soft skills. <laughs> and, terrible. <laughs> right. And, and we've both experienced leaders like this. How did those people get all the way through their life and find themselves in those leadership positions where everybody around them is kind of doing the two-handed salute. Like, how did this person get here? Because they obviously have, they, they're, they, society, they suck as a human, right? But this is, I mean, we'll go deeper into some stuff. I think society has shifted. We were, we were back in the day, we were less quality-based. We were quantity-based. So I could do this faster. I could do it longer. I can do more. I can, you know, create more. Now, you can do all those things, but how are you creating it? And what impact are you having on the people around you? Like it's more that emotional intelligence piece, right? Yeah, there's we're, a shift. We're more, that, there's a shift, yeah. right? Because it was like when <laughs> that's one thing I love about the military and the Marine Corps is like I'd have to be. I mean, this I say this very with a, with a grain of salt. You ain't got to be the smartest person in the. You ain't got to be the sharpest tool in the shed, right? But can you move the fastest? Can you catch on the quickest? Can you pack the quickest? Can you run the fastest? Um, you know, can you do quantity based things better than the than the rest of the group? Mm-hmm. That's what sets you apart. But now our generation is not like that. Our workspaces are not like that because even if you can do that, if you if you if you're missing the soft skills, if you're missing the emotional intelligence, then you still won't be successful in that area. And that's a great point, Morgan, because we've all seen the memes out there and I forget who, which author, you know, said it, but basically nothing will destroy the morale of an organization better than, uh, faster than a leader tolerating, you know, a bad employee or somebody who's, who's toxic to that environment. You I know be I'm amazing, but that don't mean, yeah. right. You can be an amazing welder if we yeah. get back to that. <laughs> but if you're, if you're toxic and cancerous and you come in and, and you're spreading that, it will destroy the morale of the rest of the team. 
And I think you've got, you brought up a great point is in the past, and, and we could speak to this even through our own generations, you were judged more based on what you could do than how well you connected with those around you. And some people were just naturally better at it than others. And I'm sure if we talked to our parents or had some, some, you know, older folks in here, they would tell us that, yes, it was very much based on, on your work, right? The objective things, those hard skills. I want to say this because I know people like, and I was both, it's, it's a ratio. Right. And it's just shifted to one side because people still had to like you back in the day when you did it, if you got promoted or got, you know, talk about quantity, but it wasn't like it is tonight. Like we care about how you feel at work now. Well, you, that didn't always be that wasn't always that way. Exactly. And you and I both came in in a time when I was literally told, if if you're how how would they say it? Um, if the military wanted you to have a family, they would have yeah, issued, issued it in your seat bag. That issued you, yeah. That issued you a wife. The Marine That's right. Your wife. And then you know, throughout with probably within the first ten years, that changed drastically. And I remember having a conversation when I was a relatively young leader with um, one of the guys who'd come and checked in and sat in. It's just it's always been in my nature. I don't know where I learned it, probably from from my upbringing. But this guy checked in. And and so I sat down. And I was like, hey, you know, kind of like uh, the, the our meeting, sp- our meeting. Right. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, what's going on? <laughs> you know, this guy sat down and, yeah. you know, I said, you know, where are you from? Are you married? Oh yeah. And and so then I just naturally started asking about his family and we had this really long, good conversation about his family. And he looked at me afterward and he said, you know, nobody's ever asked me about my family. Oh, how many times have I heard that? And this was probably 25 mm-hmm. years ago. And, you know, this guy and I are, 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 you know, best friends and great friends. And, and to this day, he'll still bring that up and he'd be like, you're the first one who ever asked about my family when we were younger. And and so there was you and I saw part of this shift mm-hmm. where people Yeah, I just did. realized I just realized that sitting here. That's yeah. why I said it. like I I had never thought about it before to before today. No, and it's a great point, but I guess the the bigger question is what's causing that shift? What is causing the shift for people to want better soft skills in their team members? I mean, other than the obvious reason the world is changing, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, it's a podcast, so we have to talk. I don't want to be at this dead silence no, for like, I will I know offer, that's a deep, that's a deep, that's it a is. deep question, right? And um, I, would, I want to answer it. I, no, I got to, I got to give you, you something. I think it's a lot of it is happiness, right? If you've got people that are happy and content and excited to go to work, they're going to be better in the end, regardless, if you were able to measure it, they're going to be better than the person who's miserable but is better at that specific task. Uh, we have realized, this is my opinion, I, I agree with you, right? But also to, to add on, we have realized that what we have doesn't make us happy, right? The things that we buy, the more of something quantity doesn't make it. We're we have shifted more to experiences, not only experiences in life, but experiences for ourselves. We're we're more we're we're literally more emotionally intelligent than we used to be, because we can see how 
like mental health and these things have de- deteriorated our lives, our families' lives, our our mothers, our fathers, and we and we don't want to relive that pain that they've showed us. I just had a a, a thought. Have you heard the term "keeping up with the Joneses"? Yes, I the, think the we've, Joneses. Yes, we've yes. shifted away from keeping up with the Joneses, where you know the Jones bought a new car, so now I've got to work harder, make more money, so I can buy a new car. The Jones bought a boat, so now I got to buy a boat. Mm-hmm. Now I don't care what the Joneses are doing. I care more about spending time with my family. And I've often read about experience. This new generation is more experiential. And I have a lot of younger friends that they save their money so they can travel. They want to spend their money on experiences, not on tangible things. I just learned that stuff. I just learned in the last probably... um... It started when I came back from Afghanistan because I started realizing stuff don't mean nothing. Life means everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what really happened is I started to really appreciate experiences, but it was hard um, because, and this is probably going to sound crazy, I ha- I've always had soft skills, but I didn't realize that I had them and I didn't use them that often. They were dormant. They were dormant, right? And so the, basically the people's coach without the – Without the people, mm-hmm. without the coaching, right? It was just I just existed, and as I started to realize that shoes or having motorcycles and our extra cars or having the newest clothes, like every time you buy something, you want something else. Like so, you your 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 cup was never full, and then when I started to use the, you know time management or vulnerability or teamwork or accountability, when I was doing those things within myself, the, the way I experienced life changed. And then I started to realize that I don't, I want to be on time to something because I want to make sure I get the flight to another country so I can go experience their food and then come back. And those skills that helped me. But, but then that I was just, it was so, it was like my life was so superficial, like, when I was afraid of my emotions, that I couldn't even practice any of the soft skills that that probably existed within me. So then, if we translate that into the workplace, right? When you've you've just described a shift <clears throat> where you went from being the the strongest, the fastest, you could run the you know yeah that's where you, I that's where was, I always I that's always right. depended on that hard yeah. skills, objective stuff. <clears throat> I'm better than you, and you right. make that shift into. Hey, this is a team. I want to be a part of the team. I want to use the things that I'm good at to help you be better. And I want to receive and be open to the things that you're really good at to help me be better so that we can all be better and productive, which then, of course, translates. If you think about these two things side by side, it translates into a more fun working environment because the first environment is I'm coming in. I'm only concerned with myself and how much better I can be than you compared to the environment where I'm coming in and I want to be a solid member of this team and I appreciate you and I want to see what I can contribute and what I can also learn from you so that we can all be better and have a good time at work. Yeah, I'm trying to just sit here. Like, it's, This is the wrong place to probably try to do it, to try to figure out that that moment that it shifted. You know what I mean? It's almost like falling in love, like, People are like, oh, I fell in love. Well, it just, you just it didn't happen in a moment. It was created over time, mm-hmm. right? And this is where I'm look, trying to look inside myself. It's like, when did that shift exactly take place? Like, where was I at, at the point in my life where 
Cause I just want to give somebody, give people that are listening a tangible thing. It was like, and it might not even be possible, but this is going to happen for you around this time. But what I, what, what I keep coming to in my mind is that you have to realize that you want more emotionally and mentally before you can actually tap into things that you don't have, right? If you let go over the materialistic things, the quantity-based things, and focus on a quality, and I think that you will inherently improve your soft skills because the soft skills are needed to experience life at its purest. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, and, and if you were to compare that to hard skills, right, the, if you're a welder, the more you weld and the more you learn different welding techniques and the more you practice that, the better welder you're going to be. So soft skills, to me, translate in the most sim- in the simplest form into self-awareness and being a better human across the board. So if, if you want to be more self-aware and be a better human, you have to practice every day and you have to be open to all of the things that are, that are around you mm. and learn from those so that you can then be better at it the next day. That's it. No, that's it. Because I, I wanted to... I realized that's it. That's the, I don't know when the day it happens, but I think that's the shift. It's like I wanted to be a better human. Like <clears throat> I started treating people differently. I started treating my family differently. I started treating my kids differently. I started treating a lot of people differently because I just wanted a better experience with them and because I, I valued it more. And I because I realized stuff didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean anything. And so since then all these soft skills that I help people achieve or work with within their organization now, I've literally had to recognize them that they were the very things that needed to exist in my life for me to become the person that I've envisioned, right, over time. And it's not easy. Oh, it's not easy at all, man. It's a lot of, like, going in, you know, introspection, a lot of – uh, and the specificity is there's so many different words we could use for like the the process over time, patience. Like it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to say, "Oh, I need to develop this these soft skills or this emotional intelligence," and things are just going to like magically just switch over. It's something that has to be practiced. Like you have to practice time budgeting and time management. You have to you have to practice vulnerability. Because if it was easy, you would already be doing it. Well, I've got this vision of, you know, and for the leaders out there, something to kind of take away as as we start coming to an end here is we've all been in a meeting where somebody's talking and you look around the room and you see the glazed over look that everybody is shut down, but the whoever's the one speaking doesn't read a room, right? Reading a room is a soft skill. Yeah. And so it's, it's those moments, like, how do you then reflect on that and say, okay, I've shut the room down. I need to learn to read the room better. And I think kind of tying it back into the mentors, sometimes that's where that comes in. The mentor, if they happen to be in the room, could help you with that. Or being open to feedback, which, again, goes back to communication and listening. You always have to be open and receptive to feedback. You know, so somebody could tell you, and I'm thinking of leaders that I've said this to, like, you shut the room down. Everybody stop listening to you. You know, we've got to work on your delivery. We've got to work on uh, you not talking in circles and all that kind of stuff. Some are open to it. Some are not. 
but it, it really comes down to being self-aware, being open and receptive to feedback and then being willing to do the hard work. You know, just like going to the gym, you got to be willing to wake up and do it to, to get the results that you want. I'm convinced after this episode that soft skills is communication. Like I, I'm, uh, it's, if you do everything it takes to be the best communicator possible, that means you're listening, you're looking, you're observing, um, but you're also able to be empathetic, compassionate. Like it goes, it's the it's the it's the push pull, yep. give take within communication. You have to be good at both sides. You can't right. be good at one side because that means you're lacking something. But if you can become the best communicator when it comes to teamwork, adaptability, it's like because. Communication is like what is being communicated to you from the environment, from the person, from, you know, whatever the results were. That's communi- that's a level of communication. So if you want to improve your personal or or your 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 company's soft skills, then you need to com- you need to improve all aspects of communication within. Yep. Yep. And and I'll leave it with that. Yeah. Soft skills, they're not as hard <laughs> as you think. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> We just figured that out, but you know, but it, sometimes it's, it's, it's easier to say, "Okay, I eat the cake," but I can't really explain to you how I make the cake. Mm-hmm. But when you sit back and say, "Okay, what are the ingredients I need to make the the, the most perfect cake?" Then it allows you the the ability to look within you and under, uncover what has always been there. Like we like we in this podcast, we had the answers, right? But there, what we are here doing is having dialogue with each other. But we also have dialogue with ourselves on a regular basis, trying to think about, okay, how can I be better? How can I be more? And I think that's the biggest, that's that first step. Like you said, like you said before, is, is realizing what, what you want or what, you, what you're trying to accomplish. And if you want to have a stronger organization, you want your team to be uh, more cohesive. If you're looking for uh, an environment or a corporate culture that is, Everybody wants to be there. That they don't feel like they have to be there. Yep. Right. Then you have to really look at these small details and look at okay. Sometimes you're going to have to present skills to people that they've never been introduced to, right? And that's where the mentorships programs can come into play. So there's a lot of ways we can do it. It just needs to be done. There needs to be some forward progress, and we can't just stuck on being stuck on saying, "Well, well, we don't communicate well." You hear that so many times. Yeah. We don't communicate well. Or the information doesn't get passed well. Well, why is that? Who's who's visiting these the um, these things that are happening instead of just complaining about it? Where's the solution? And if you no, know, you might not get it right the first time. But guess what? You have to have some type of momentum to keep trying to figure it out. Well, in any organization, regardless of what they produce or what, you know what their their product is, they're constantly evolving and making it better. Otherwise, they would go the way of Blockbuster. Right. Soft skills are the exact same. <laughs> I talked about Blockbuster yesterday. Oh my goodness! You've got to continue to <laughs> evolve and grow and get better uh, if you want to stay up with the times. Soft skills, people. Not as hard as you think. Not as hard as you think. Just become the best communicator. Listen, learn, respect each other, respect yourself. Um, not always what's in it for me. Like what's what, what what value can you bring to somebody else's life by just changing the words or the changing the way you interact with them? I think that's what's most important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great place to close. 
All right. Well, we out of here. That L Word podcast is uh, about to wrap up here, and we want you to make sure every time to leave a review. We need your reviews. We need your stars. We want to trying to get up on that leaderboard as far as possible. So every time within the algorithm, we pop up so you can hear us. Make sure you download or. Um, Basically, you know, it's a following capability. You go in there with any platform, and so every time a new episode comes out, you're pinged or you're emailed or something, just look into that for us. We really, we really, really enjoy the time we get to spend with you all. Yeah, and please share this with your friends uh, or, you know, coworkers or anybody else that you think would benefit from it, and we always love hearing from you. If you have ideas for, you know, future episodes, please uh, hit us up on any number of our, you know, all the social platforms are on. But until next time, uh, thanks for hanging out. Bye. See you later.